All right, now we have Mr. Manny Burroughs. Manny, uh, I thought a little bit about it at the beginning of the show with Josh. Uh, last night may have been the best Sun Conference game I've ever I, that I, I've been a part of. I mean, I, I think of Weber versus Southeastern and the NAI Softball World Series. That was obviously uh, the one that, that stands out when I think about it. But as far as just a Sun Conference team against a non-Sun Conference team, that was one of the more epic games and undoubtedly the best volleyball game that, that I, I i've seen we're of course we're talking about what the saint thomas bobcats did last night no absolutely i agree with you too i mean that one for me for sure was the best one i've ever seen it was back and forth all the way through i was able to catch the last set which i was actually i went back um to look at how long that game looks i was just curious that game almost lasted three hours it was like two hours and 45 minutes it was just some of the best volleyball i've ever seen from both teams honestly and it was just so exciting we were on, i was on the edge of my seats once we won texted a lot of my friends a lot of the other people who are supported the team and they were in the same boat whether they were watching the live stats or actually watching it in real time they were just glued to that screen and so many ups so many downs but but the fact that they came out on top was just just a great moment i'm actually watching the video st thomas volleyball posted uh, of the block um <laughs> I mean, wow, dude! Uh, incredible. Where do we, where do we really even start? Do we start with Peyton? Do we start with Bianca and what she did on defense? Um, obviously, Barnes with five blocks, Ayende twenty-four kills. Um, the the endurance, the go and win two very very tough first two sets, 25-23, and then to, to continue to to have the endurance when all the momentum is on Corbin's side. Corbin's the favorite. Corbin's been here. This is nothing new to them. This is very new to St. Thomas. And to win that last set, nineteen to seventeen, it, it you can't write anything better. And Manny, they're in an excellent, excellent spot because you you you're at least how we were feeling was if they could just if if. if go one and one to start. And that was more likely going to be on the, the, the game tonight, not wanting to jinx it, but you know, uh, Corbin was going to be a very tough out and to get this win, they they're in better, as good a spot as anybody, obviously that, that has won the opening game. No, absolutely. I mean, we were, I was doing, obviously we, we knew we were going to record this today. So I went in and looked at some of the highlights from day one. This was the only five set game of the day. The only other one that went more than three went four and I believe it was the game right before them funny enough uh, between Northwestern and St. Ambrose that went four sets but Tom and Thomas and Corbin were the only ones that went five and we talk about conditioning and the endurance I mean there was a lot riding on that listen to the announcer when he was kind of summarizing the game when it was in our its last few moments in that fifth set he said the beginning was kind of Corbin was the one that was leading and St. Thomas had to battle back and then it kind of flipped in this third and fourth set where Corbin was the one that had to actually battle back and do it so to be able to get up 2-0 and then you know you you had like you said all momentum is strictly on Corbin's side and then in that fifth set specifically Bobcats had match point twice they had it twice before they eventually got it that third time and finished it out and before that Corbin was the one that had match point so there was a lot of opportunity for you know a team that hasn't been there before a team that is quote-unquote inexperienced in this moment to kind of get shocked get shell shocked you know you, you have not one but two cracks at the apple you fall short on both of them and then Corbin comes out and does that I do credit coach Whitney calling that timeout in the moment when Corbin did go up in the final set 
to kind of regroup everybody and say, hey, we got this. We're good. Let's go out there and handle business. And they, and they did that with three straight points and ultimately getting that win. It's a good segue into my next point with with Coach Whitney. We, we talked about the players never being at, at this level. It's first time Coach Whitney Bato has ever coached this level. She pressed the right buttons. Like you said, that timeout was massive um, for, for them as far as just kind of resetting the momentum. Uh, I can't remember if it was four-point. I want to say it was a four-point run. St. Thomas went on at, out of that, and uh, that was obviously the difference. Um, uh, in in the later later stages of the third set, that, that was a difference. Um, but – Looking forward, they are going uh, – they now play Jamestown tonight when we are recording. So, by the time you are listening to this on Friday morning, you will have heard th – Thursday night, Friday morning. This is going to come out right – either right at the beginning or th – there's no way we're going to be able to get this out before or, – or I'm sorry, after after the um, – the result we're recording before before the result it'll come out after after the result of the game so um don't really want to give a prediction because don't look uh too dumb here but manny you you got to feel confident um in them but my my biggest thing is hopefully that they're healthy hopefully everybody is able to was able to get good rest because it's going to be another likely four set five set fight tonight for them to, to really really get the job done tonight and the thing that you know we keep talking about the conditioning aspect of this we're also got to talk about conditioning from a mental aspect i mean that is an emotional sure. game you know what i'm saying you you, they waited all day. They had the, the late game. They had the 8 o'clock start. So you wait all day. You have this matchup. The game didn't finish. For us, it was around 10 o'clock, almost 11 o'clock. You know, for them, they had a, an hour back, so they would have been around 10, 1030. But now we're going against a Jamestown team who they have not played yet. Yeah. This is going to be their first matchup at the opening rounds. And obviously, they also are the defending champs for the national tournament. So there's a lot riding on this. And you tend to give the nod. It's, it's that age-old debate of, do you want that experience? Do you want the fact that the Bobcats have gone through this already? They have that kind of confidence with them? Or do you want on Jamestown's side where they're rested? They were able to watch that game. They were able to look at the stats and say, okay, Allende had a career-high 24 kills. Bianca Grassi proved that she's one of the best liberals in the nation flat out with 44 digs. And then Peyton Berkey, who continues to have one of the best freshman seasons I've ever seen in my life, period, with 59 assists. So you, they now understand. They have some film. They understand all this. But like you mentioned, we got to credit Coach Whitney to be able to have her team ready to go. Doesn't matter who they play. Doesn't matter what time they play, where they play. Does not matter. She will have them ready to go and know how to push those right buttons, like you said, because we saw it a lot in that game. Obviously, Allende, she's the go-to in those moments. You go to your big-time players and make big-time plays. But – Let's not get it twisted. She did go to the freshman, Alexander Bruno, in a pivotal moment, and Bruno came through and pulled out a big-time point to even the score back up in that fifth set. So it shows you just how good Coach Whitney is and her players are to understand when my number is called, I know what I need to do, and Coach is going to put me in the right position to do what's best for the team. Uh, it, it was great. Um, and then Manny, let, just go over uh, one quick time for everybody listening. Scenario is what happens if – uh, the result does not go St. Thomas's way, and what will happen if if they win tonight? So right now we are in pool play. What that means is all the teams that are at the tournament right now, they're guaranteed two more games. 
Bobcats obviously already played their one. They get their second one tonight. Corbin played their one. They will wait and play Jamestown on Friday. Jamestown will play back-to-back between tonight and tomorrow. If the Bobcats win today, they've pretty much guaranteed it. There's They're going to move on to the next round. And then if they lose tonight and Jamestown wins, then it'll be Jamestown who has the the advantage and they will be moving on to the next round. And I'm not certain if the Bobcats can still move on or if they're completely done. I'm not sure if they do two per pool or just one. The other option is if Jamestown beats the Bobcats tonight and then Corbin beats Jamestown tomorrow, we're in a three-way tie. You start looking at points and stuff like that. I don't know what the next category will be, um, but that is the three outcomes. Either St. Thomas wins tonight and they punch their ticket to the next round. Either they lose and then they have to hope that Corbin beats Jamestown and we're in a three-way tie. And then the final one, like I said, is if Jamestown's the one to win out, they'll punch their ticket to the next round. So there's still a lot up in yep. the air. Uh, um, I would imagine it's, it's a lot. I would imagine it it goes to just a number of set your overall set record. So St. Thomas is three and two in sets right now. If not, I I would say points, but I feel like sets is the more likely option. However, I do know the best option is St. Thomas just takes care of business. They win the night and uh, they they'll be on to the next round. But Manny, let's move on um, into into talking a little Sun Conference basketball. Um, and kind of what you, uh, I, I saw uh, Coach uh, Crary say this, and I was like, this makes sense. Kind of the dog days for basketball, um, middle middle non-conference slate. But needless to say, the Sun, uh, the Sun Conference looks a little bit different, at least from a national picture, uh, than what we thought and the way the season's going. Now, we did say there were going to be a lot of uh, teams step up and be good throughout the year, like Weber and Florida Memorial and Ave Maria. Manny, I think they've exceeded our expectations at about the uh, – 30% mark through the season. I think I have to agree with you there. I mean, the polls did just come out today. We have four Sun Conference men's team in the uh, in the top 25. Uh, Florida Memorial jumping in there as well as the Bobcats. And I believe Ave was in there as well. I think even Weber. I think even Weber. Weber's receiving votes. Receiving votes. So, like you said, there's a lot of the names that we expected. There's a, there's a name or two that we maybe were a little bit more shocked about. But, yeah, it definitely is the dog days. And I actually want to quote uh, Coach Candace Walker for the women's team. She kind of broke it down in a way that I think everybody at home can relate to. The season for basketball has four quarters. You've got before Thanksgiving break. You've got the winter in-between semester. Then you've got conference in the regular season, and then you obviously you got the playoffs. So we're right now in that middle where you know we're all getting ready for finals, and a lot of people are, are worried about so many different things. So it's kind of hard. You know, some teams have a lot of games right now, some teams have not that many. Um, but we are seeing a little bit of some things kind of evening out. Um, we talk about the Jirenes. They did drop their last game against Florida National. A little bit shocking for sure, but I think it was more Florida National had a really, really good day as opposed to the Jirenes just kind of it happens. We, there are a lot of those type, type of games. The Bobcats, they just had a tough win last night against Cumberland, I believe it was. Milton Matthews continued to do what he does, another 40-point performance. Uh, King Warren, Sirius Warren, he had a nice little double-double as well. Weber continues to be that team that I always thought. Telling you, I'm telling you, dude, it's exciting. It they, is. They, they felt like that team, team that every group. year they were no. going to get better. And this is that year that they really broke through the glass ceiling, I, would like, I like to say. And they have asserted themselves, for sure, conference, a champion contender. Now, when they make that next jump, we'll, we will see. But for right now, when we're talking about the conference. They're definitely a team that you have to give a lot of credit to. The last team, like I mentioned, that is in the top 25, Florida Memorial Lions. Again, I am going to recognize that they're having a good season. You know, maybe some people might say, 
the the strength of schedule or they haven't played some ranked teams like some of these other schools have done. But at the end of the day, they are going out and dominating these these teams, blowout wins left and right. So you got to give credit where credit is due. And the nation has done that, given that that 25 ranking. I mean, you know, I saw a tweet from Coach Rutledge earlier, uh, Weber's coach, obviously, and um, you know, he's not he's not much of a hard on the sleeve uh, kind of guy. I, I, I would say, um, a great great guy, obviously, but um, he went out there on social media and, and was talking about how awesome it was uh, for everybody at Weber. Uh, to see Weber have an RV, anything next to their name in men's basketball, first time in program history uh, to be na- to be nationally recognized, and pretty cool, man. Um, it's a great great time to uh, to be a warrior, especially after a couple of fall sports. Um, you know, football, you know, yeah, is what it is. But uh, but I'm telling you, uh, I'm really excited for basketball with Weber. Then obviously, when we get into the spring sports, baseball, oh yeah, and so hey, I'm. I'm we're a little ways away. We're a little ways away. But I am very excited to see a, a really new looking Weber softball team as well. I think that I think Weber softball team is going to be shocking a lot of people this year. But we're a long way from that. Let's let's get back on track with basketball. Let's travel to Ave Maria, where they are now the top ranked team in the Sun Conference. They're ranked 17th in, in the NAI. Massive jump. For them, um, they're eight and one, and you, you know that, that, that the last game uh, they lost, you said, uh, was Florida National. That was their third game in five days. Fatigue definitely could, could have uh, been a factor in that, but man, they're not just beating teams; they're they're beating teams pretty handily um, as well. Um, other than that, Florida National, also, they they took down a pretty good Indiana East team by double digits, uh, dominated uh, Pikeville Johnson, no no problem, and dominated a, a not dominated, but did, got a good win against. Uh, Florida College. We talked about that uh, the, those last couple wins on the last episode. But Manny Ave Maria, uh, you talk about Weber being a Sun Conference uh, contender. I think Ave Maria has certainly thrown their hat into the ring as well. They really have, and I think their situation is that team that a lot of people didn't really know what to expect. You know, you, you lost some key players, obviously, but it seems like they didn't really care. They looked like they were ready to go. And you got to credit the coaching staff to have built a foundation to be able to handle sometimes, you know, we know how it is, especially nowadays when it comes to the transfer portal and other things. Every year, every season is a new, could be a new group. So for the Jairines to understand that we're going to have a somewhat of a new foundation moving forward this season, they've took it in stride. They really, the scoring has obviously been the eye-opening thing. They're putting up obscene amount of points and you look at it and you might say well is that really sustainable is that going to be something that you can last for the entire season I mean once the the high of the beginning of the year you know we're all excited now we're in the dog day like you mentioned and then you got conference it's going to get scrappy in the conference we all always go up we always know but the way that they've been scoring points I think it is sustainable now am I saying they're going to be able to put up 90 points a game probably not but if you play against the Jirenes you got to expect that you got to have at least score 80 to 85 points. If you don't score that on a consistent basis, you're probably going to get outscored by them because they find points in ways that are going to be consistent. It's not looking at it like people are having obscene performances and, and the scoring is just coming out of nowhere. It's pretty consistent for the most part, and they just put it together. I will say their pace is a big part of it. They love to run the floor. They love to play in transition, and that I think can really sustain for an entire season. Again, we look at other things and how that's going to 
affected. But for the most part, I do think this is not a fluke. This is not a hot start. I think this is a start that's going to kind of still it'll, it'll level out for sure, but it'll still be where the Jairines are fighting for that, Even maybe even hosting the tournament when, when that time comes. I'll tell you what, if it comes down to a Sun Conference semifinal and say it's like St. Thomas against Florida Memorial and Ave Maria against Weber, which I think is pretty realistic, I'd say those are uh, is there any argument those aren't the four best teams? I think Kaiser could definitely throw their hat hat in that way. Kaiser could throw their hat in there. I think Southeastern's yeah. gonna have something to say about it. But I think those four teams that that are the ranked or receiving votes right now, right now, they definitely have their hats in that ring for sure. Definitely not the ideal start of the post Riley Minix era in Lakeland, but um, you can't count them out. I mean, they obviously they obviously have a ton of talent. Um, tough start of the year, but you you know that they'll be there. I mean, I think this is going to be one of the better Sun Conference basketball tournaments. Um, we're obviously a long, long way ways from there, but we talk about man when Weber plays Ave, there's going to be 230 points scored in that game. It's going to it's going to Over be under on combined points is definitely going to be high. It's, it's going to be up there. It's going it's going it's going to be up there. Might have to put a case of Mountain Dew on, on the over in that game, kind of like a pa- RIP Pack 12 uh, after dark, but it's going to be kind of like <laughs> one, one of those. Those kind of games, uh, Manny. Where, uh, where else, women's basketball wise, uh, do you do you want to take things, or um, if you have any more any, anything else you you want to talk on with the men's? Obviously, far Memorial an eight no start, uh, gr- great for them. But um, kind of hit hit on that a little bit already. But anything else for the men's side? Um, if not, let's uh, move on talk a little women's basketball and send it on to the weekend. No, I think I think we've hit everything I would want to hit on for the men's. Like like you said, you know, far Memorial great start. The, get that 25 next to their name. I think I think you. Ha- the last thing I will say is even though some of these teams that we haven't mentioned are either having slower starts or not having the start maybe they wanted to, like you said, once conference play starts around and people get that second win, so to speak, I think it'll be a lot different. I think you're going to have a lot more competitive games. And no matter who you play this year, whether it's a team that's at the top of the standings or a team that's in the middle fighting or even at the bottom, you got to bring your A game at all times because if you don't, you will get got, and that's gonna might hurt your hurt your standings as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of brushed over them a, a a little bit, but Kaiser, I mean, Kaiser's been pretty daggum good too. I mean, they've had uh that they're all, all off to um, a solid start as well. I mean, they're five and two. Um, and I mean, I think I was mixing with like a one point loss and then another fairly close one. Um. Yeah, I got their yeah, I got their schedule put up now. Yeah, they lost one game by one, and uh, we'll find out what what they're about uh, tonight, Friday night. So tomorrow night when this drops, whatever y'all know what I mean. Friday night they play the 18th ranked uh, the Masters University out of California. So that's going to be um, a, a good kind of testing point because if you're saying it, you know, all right, here's where the Sun Conference is at. They have one team in the top 20, another in top 25, and then two more knocking on the door. All right, Kaiser, let's see what they compare like obviously uh tra- a lot of transit property and we'll find out those matchups uh here in a couple months anyways but manny women's basketball wise um i guess we kind of stay stay in west palm beach honestly i mean the, the uh the women's team's uh done pretty good for the seahawks as well they really have you know five and two start in their own right and Again, another one where you look at it, and even though they might not be playing the strongest teams, and a lot of people always want to mention that, if you go out and dominate these teams that you are better than, yeah, and I'm, that's I'm that not, to I'm, me yeah, and I'm, I'm not trying to hear. I'm not trying to hear the all. Oh, it's a weak schedule. I don't. I don't care. I, I want to see what they're doing at the beginning of the year. I'd rather see that than going and playing a ton of great teams. Now, 
obviously you, you look at a team like South, Southeast women's basketball, everybody go play number one Campbellsville and that's a lot of fun. We're going to see, see what they're really about. That that's a lot of fun, but like, I'm not, I'm not doing the strength of schedule talk less than 10 games into the year. Holla, you want to talk strength of schedule, holla at me when it's time to start seeding. I'm not doing that right now. But I mean, uh, regardless of that, I mean, Kaiser's uh, done, done well after a tough start. They, you know, taking care of business and they're, sh- they're, they're shooting the lights out of the gym. There's no doubt about that. I definitely think that that's going to be the calling card for both men's and women's. How many points can you put up? And at the same time, how how good are you on defense? Because at the end of the day, no matter how many po- how many points you can score, it's going to come down to who gets that pivotal stop down the stretch in these tight games. And at the same time, like we mentioned, Kaiser, also Southeastern, like you said, receiving votes. St. Thomas just cracked and receiving votes after a nice little four-game winning streak that they're on. Florida Memorial, I definitely still think I have a little bit more questions with them because of the fact that they did lose Iolo and the coaching staff. So I'm kind of keeping an eye out on that one on how they are going to really go through the rest of the season. They've been handling business so far, five and two as well. The entire conference as a whole, it's it's packed. It's very packed, yeah. you know, five and two between the top three in Florida Memorial Kaiser St. Thomas, Southeastern's at five and th- five and three as well. And then Ave and Warner four and three each. And then you got Coastal at five and five. So, I mean, it, th- that's kind of where we're at right now, where we're, everybody's kind of still finding their own rhythm, finding their own groove. There are some good wins in there for some of these teams. There are some, some key wins that I think people are going to really look back on and say, remember when they, when they had that win, we should have definitely paid a little bit more attention to it. But Hey, that January 6th, that starter conference is right around the corner. And a lot of these teams during the winter break, I know they're going to be in their tournaments and their invitations and stuff like that. They're definitely going to want to take advantage of that to get ready for, for conference. Uh, last thing I wanted to want to talk, talk with you about before we send people into the weekend, pretty, pretty big uh, soccer game on today. Huh? How are we feeling? Is it right now? It's on right now. Yeah, it is on right now. As a matter of fact, give me a second here and I might be able Let's see. It's great podcasting, everybody. We're 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 right, we got it. We got it. We're getting there. Here's what we do. Bear with us. Yeah, we, we just started recording and I kind of forgot. It's like, oh crap, the St. Thomas soccer game's on. I'm gonna pull it up right here. This- Four is one zero. Netherlands. Salt. Don't stay. Yeah, thirty-five minutes left. And are they counting up or they're counting up? So I should say actually nine minutes left. They're counting up to the forty-five. So in the first half, though, looking like All a little right. bit of rainy, rainy weather out there right now. So not looking good for the Bobcats right now. But hey, hopefully they they pull it uh pull pull it off. Pull come back. Um, Manny, any anything else you want to hit on uh before before we send people into the weekend? All headed forward. The Sun Conference athletics through about halfway through this school year has been ridiculous. It's been absolutely ridiculous, no. and I'm excited for the for the winter, for the spring, because credit to fall, they set it up great, and I think winter just picking up right where they left off. And I think when spring rolls around, we're really going to nail it home. And I think we're going to have a lot of talk when it comes to NAI playoffs for yep. the rest of the year, which is awesome. Oh, speaking of NAI playoffs, now we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Obviously, I will be there um, uh, tomorrow, Geyser. Talked about it. Can't wait. Gonna be excited. Uh, if y'all are at, at, at the game, say hey. I'll let me. Oh, say what's up. But yeah, um, yeah. Everybody have a great, great weekend and a uh, lot, lot going on. Like we said, hopefully St. Thomas pulls off against Dalton State, and hopefully Kaiser uh, wins against Bethel uh, on Saturday with football. St. Thomas football keeps doing awesome things, and everybody stays healthy, happy. 
Y'all have a wonderful weekend. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. As always, it's your boy Reagan Harold joined alongside Mr. Josh Blackmore. Uh, got a lot to go over. We're going to talk with Manny about what happened yesterday with St. Thomas Volleyball and everything they have uh, going on. But big games uh, across the conference playoff games. Of course, that's where we have to start down in West Palm Beach. We'll be there again live with live coverage on the Instagram account. But pretty familiar foe, Kaiser Seahawks are facing the Bethel, who last year <laughs> – Kind of, that was kind of the kickstart to one of the best postseason runs in NAI football history. But Bethel's going to be looking to stop the number three overall team in the country, the Kaiser Seahawks. Josh, they have the offense to do it. Oh, they sure do. I mean, they, we talked, to this, talked about this at the beginning. Um, Bethel, Bethel played they, – they played St. Thomas, I believe. No, they played Thomas. It was Thomas. They played Thomas, and we talked about the quarterback being a senior. We talked about that being one of their keys – this year is relying on someone uh, really experienced under center. I mean, he had an exceptional year, threw for 3,200 yards, 35 touchdowns, um, and eight eight interceptions. Also added a few touchdowns on the ground. Um, Kaiser's definitely got their work cut out for him. Yeah. Um, with uh, a, a great offense, two 1,000-yard receivers, they're definitely going to have to show up. Yeah, it's going to be on Kaiser secondary, who showed up last week. Something we talked about was which defense could really cause havoc for the other team's quarterback. They did that to St. Thomas last week. So it's going to be on Floyd, who's one of the best defensive backs, not only in the Sun Conference and what we've seen the last couple of years, but in the entire NAI. You had him uh, with Lubin, along with Darnell Livingston. You're going to need those guys to have a really big day, slow down the passing attack. Now, uh, Bethel, not really known for that rushing attack. So I think for Kaiser, if they're able to do that, really confuse an experienced quarterback like they did last year, I think they'll have a really good shot. I, I'll, I'll say this. I think Bethel's a good team. I don't know if they're as good as St. Thomas. I feel pretty good about, about Kaiser. Where's your confidence at with the Seahawks heading into this week, Josh? I mean, they're, they're rolling. I mean, they haven't lost in almost three months. Um, like you said, they play really, really sound football. They don't, you know, not too many penalties, um, don't make too many mistakes, really balanced, can throw the ball, can run the ball, play really good defense. I mean, they have to like where they're at. I mean, they're at home, play really well at home. So, I mean, I mean, I, I like the Seahawks to keep rolling. You know, on May's comparison, you know I don't mean this lightly. When I saw them against St. Thomas, it almost reminded me of Georgia playing how they got you know sometimes it's a little bit of a slow start not what you're looking for but they stayed calm cool collected the entire time coach Sosha talked a good bit about that post game about uh, player led uh Devon Sutton had a big game I think he's gonna have another big game against the Bethel offensive line and he'll, he'll be getting uh to the passer a lot he had that huge strip sack uh against Watson and the Bobcats at the end of the first half. That was obviously one of the big turning points in, in the game last week. I'll be looking at him to make another big play like that, but I, I'm going to go I'm, I'm going to Hawks here. Uh, of oh, course. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean what, what, what are we going to do? Of course. We're we going to pick Bethel? We're going to pick Bethel? I'm sorry, it's called Suncast. No, I, 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 I like Kaiser's chances, man. Um, you know, I, 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 like I said, I think Saint, we saw with St. Thomas um, in the St. Thomas game, maybe they that week off, it, it helped them sure get right, but uh, maybe a little flat, maybe had a little bit uh, too much dressing at, at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little sluggish, but I mean, 38 uh, unanswered. I mean, we knew how well this team uh, was prepared for the playoffs. It was a team that brought a lot back last year. Um, Veasley looked amazing. Had the one mistake uh, on the interception. And a lot of quarterbacks, you throw that interception, you go down 21-7, you could see them get shaken. It seemed like it woke them up, and it woke the rest of the team up. That's really exci exciting. If I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm really excited to see that. 
No, I mean, we talked about at the beginning of the year how the schedule, the non-conference schedule with those really, you know, the teams in Division Two and Division One, um, playing those teams sets you up for this moment. You know, you, you've played the bigger, you've played the stronger, you've played the faster. There's nothing that you're going to go up against that's that's going to seem too challenging or too too far ahead of you. So I think that's another like reassurance for the, for Kaiser that they're going to they have that sense of confidence every week because they know that they can compete at the highest level and almost every level of football. You know, I mean, they've they've shown it week in and week out, un, undefeated in in conference, held their own. You know, in the first three or four weeks in the non-conference schedule. I mean, I'm. If I'm kind of, they're not an O against NAI teams at the end of the day, and I mean they, they almost beat a really good Mississippi uh, co mm -hmm. college team. But jo Josh, before we move on uh, to manage anything else you wanted to mention about about this game, I think uh, obviously a big strength for Kaiser was their offensive line. Um, you know they, they they had a lot of lot of success running the football. Uh, I think it was like 250 yards uh, against a good run, run defense in St. Thomas, and as well balanced as, as they're playing right now I feel like if Kaiser goes out there and plays their game plan they're gonna be really tough to beat and I think the key key to success for them again if they get up they have the ability to just not let you have the football back that's a big reason why they stopped uh, Tay Farmer they got him off the field quick and then with Jaden Meisner and that stout offensive line dude I mean they can just take control of a game uh, I think they're going to do that again I think Beasley's going to have a, a big game and um I think from the tight end position, they got a lot of production uh, from there last week. I think it's something uh, that, that Beasley likes to go to a lot, and I think they'll continue to do it. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, very balanced, and that's a good. That's, yeah. that's really good to really good to have. So you you you'll take it out of the opponent's hand to be able to eliminate one of your like components of the game. If you're able to run the ball, you're confident running the ball, confident you know throwing the ball. You got to pick. It's very hard to shut down a very you know sound offense who can do a little bit of both. So the fact that they can do both, Bethel's got their hands full. We are recording this. Anything else before before we move on? Go Seahawks. Go Seahawks, baby. Uh, you don't hear us say that all bad. Go, go Seahawks, obviously. Uh, it's great. I mean, what, what they're doing is great. Got a chance to get to the semifinals next week. But uh, speaking of going to the semifinals, that's where the St. Thomas Bobcats men's soccer team is heading. Uh, the five-seed Bobcats defeat four-state Dalton State. Um, you know, Dalton State's one of the few NAI schools I kind of knew about in high school from playing soccer. I knew Dalton State. They're a constant powerhouse in men's soccer in the NAI. And uh, St. Thomas moving on to the sem semifinals. Uh, shout out Franco uh, the goalkeeper, uh, one of the best in the country. Uh, good performance, three saves, scores a PK. Go hey, goalkeeper scoring a PK, that's huge. We love that for the boys. And, of course, he made the big save. Uh, to help propel Wait, that, them through. That doesn't happen very often, does it? Well, it, it was in a PK shootout. You don't see it often. Usually your goalkeeper is not one of your five penalty kick takers. Right. But Franco, 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 <laughs> Franco, Franco. <laughs> no, we love it. But uh, Bob, Bobcats are, are moving on. Uh, I'm going to kick it over now to myself and Manny. We're going to talk about St. Thomas volleyball crazy game that they played last night. Uh, talk about the game that they are currently playing right now. Um, this being Friday, we get in all, all that. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk with some uh, Sun Conference basketball. So we'll kick it over now to myself, Mr. Manny Burroughs. <laughs> 